Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lady J. And T. <laughs> Have you always done that or did you just do that again right I, now for me? I think I just did it for you right now. Because I feel like I just heard it for the first time. <laughs> and T. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, T? I'm great. And how are you? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I don't love this episode. Yeah. And I... And I'm sad that I don't <laughs> because it's like, I don't know. It just makes me sad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like the episode makes me sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the, in the how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but I'm good. Okay. Otherwise. Yeah. All right. How are you? Good. You're good. I'm Everything's great. okay. Yeah. Everything's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. This is episode 821, mm-hmm. Lost and Found. Okay. Similar title-wise to episode 20, which was High and Dry. Yeah. And this one's Lost and Found, uh-huh. which like one of the words plays into the storyline. Yes. You know, much like. I guess no. High and dry didn't do that at all because it's like the opposite of dry, right? Because <laughs> yeah, Peter's drinking. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So let the Amazon Prime spoily is Ruthie befriends victims of Sudan's civil war, which like okay, we know it's going to be a heavy one. <laughs> That's already in the. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah wow. <laughs> right because it's oh there's so much okay we'll get into it uh-huh. and the dvd description is after ruthie and peter miss their bus they are rescued by two quote-unquote lost boys from sudan meanwhile chandler feels overwhelmed being a parent uh okay all right all right i mean kind of glossing over some other pretty major storylines here yeah. but whatever because i was we'll expecting because like with ruthie with the Amazon spoilie saying, um, you know, it gets rescued by the lost boys or whatever. Uh-huh. It's, uh, cause I wasn't expecting that at all. What the, the turn of it being about them. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it's, that. It is unexpected. So for them to put that in there and you're assuming that might happen within the first like 10 minutes of the show when it happens like halfway end. <sighs> yeah. You're, you're, well, so. so this is the thing about this episode. It took me, I watched it twice, which I haven't done on an episode of seventh heaven in like, I don't know, five seasons. Like, I don't know the last time I watched an episode twice, which means she has a lot of thoughts. <laughs> well, no, it's more like I was trying to just reground myself yeah. in the episode in preparation for this podcast because I was trying to think about it, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause, cause, okay, to pull back the curtain, cause we're all about transparency on this podcast, right? We record on Wednesdays. That's not a surprise, but yeah. I watch the episodes on Mondays. Mm-hmm. So I give myself a day in between to sort of obviously like come down from, ill seventh heaven, but also yeah. to, to give my brain a chance to like think and process and yeah. whatever. And so I watched it Monday and then yesterday when I was trying to like, you know, gather, or think about what this podcast episode would be like talking about this episode, mm-hmm. right? I realized, like, it's in my head, it's just a jumble of things. And I was like, what, what's happening in this episode? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't grasp it. You yeah. know what I mean? So I had to watch it again to, like, figure it out. Like, figure out the game of the episode, mm-hmm. you know? And it took twice to finally get it, which is that basically, like, everyone's complaining the whole episode yes. about the grind of their lives you know Mm -hmm. in one shape or another depending on who they are 
and then and then like the twist or whatever is these lost boys come in and they're just like grateful to be alive and safe you know what I yeah mean? and the realization that like like life can be hard and whatever and challenging and stuff but it's like at least you have one you know kind it's of thing true. i guess which yeah. i think i'm putting those words in brenda hampton's mouth when i say that but i but that was my takeaway like mm-hmm. my big takeaway from this was like life can be challenging but like there is a lot to be said about knowing that you're safe and yeah. sound and that you're not gonna die tomorrow you know like, it's so it's funny because like when i was watching this episode and scene after scene when someone is coming in someone is complaining about mm-hmm. something i was like okay so when are they gonna come to realize life is good? <laughs> yeah 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 like <laughs> and it's like your introduction of these two sudanese boys that have like seen the worst yeah you know and lived through the worst yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which again though comes back around to my biggest gripe with what this show does from time to time when it does episodes like this Mm -hmm. is like the tokenism like you know what i mean it's like these these are you know spoiler alert these two boys are real people they're playing themselves you know this is their real story and it's made like fodder for entertainment yeah and and for us white privileged people to be like oh man life can be hard you know like it's just like sucks that that's the thing. But then when I was Wikipediaing, Wikipediaing yeah. the Lost Boys and sort of just so I can get my historical understanding of it mm-hmm. right for the sake of this podcast, like, so Civil War from 87 to 2003. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of people died and yeah. a lot of people including, or the, these Lost Boys was the term given to like 40,000 children yeah. who were able to like get out of there mm-hmm. um basically and then were eventually um given refugee status across the United States or whatever yeah. um these two being being two of them or yeah. whatever and then well, I had a point though oh shoot I don't know what my point was I was like I was wikipediaing because I wanted to know more oh and then at the bottom of the wikipedia page there have been 17 or no i wrote it down i actually wrote down the exact number because i think i'm wrong about that um i don't know it doesn't matter 17 or more different media things like films plays television episodes about About, the lost boys yeah that have either featured them in real life or have been about them yeah sort of I don't even want to say glori- glorifying or, yeah. you know, like, what's the word? Like, whitewashing. Not, not whitewashing either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sort of like exactly what this show is doing, which is like the whole like, like, let's just parade these lost boys around me. Like, see how good life can be or whatever. It's like, yeah. eek, doesn't make me feel great. And it's crazy because I, I, I remember watching a movie about. Really? Which one? The Good Lie. It's with Reese Witherspoon. I don't know that one. It, was it recent? Uh, I mean, I guess as recent as it could be. I mean, yeah, as recent as it could be. I can't, I, I don't know exactly how old. I just, ease, oh God, maybe 2012. It's, you know what? I'm. It's like vaguely ringing a bell. Like I can vaguely picture the poster of it. Like, I, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I remember it existing, but I know I've never seen it. it it's, it was, I mean, I don't know. It, it's interesting only because they, sh- they, you see these boys or not even boys forget boys like you see these children Mm -hmm. leaving their tribes or leaving their villages and they are walking like they're they're showing you trying to survive oh yeah i mean 
Jacob and Nicodemus, who are the two boys yeah. we meet, right? They tell like a very sort of obviously like pared down, down version yeah. of events of their own lives, right? And they're like, you know, we heard the bombs and the guns and whatever, yeah. and we ran and and I think Ruthie or Peter or whatever is like, where'd you run to? And they're like, away from death, yeah. <laughs> like, like towards life, maybe. How yeah. about like they just? I mean, Any they direction left. They just yeah. scattered because, and thank God they were able to. Like God bless them, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, I can only imagine how many people. I, mean, I think Eric says like two million people have lost their lives. Yeah, over the course of the Civil War or whatever, and it's just like, I mean, heartbreaking. Mm-hmm that that even happened and then you know and then they're talking about like i think ruthie or again somebody says like what'd you guys do for food and they're like i don't know sometimes we just didn't eat <laughs> like yeah we wouldn't like eat we or wouldn't eat, eat or we'd eat mud or leaves or whatever mm-hmm. i mean like yeah they were fully marching he says they left sudan they went into kenya yeah and then back across the sudan yeah. into some other place mm-hmm. where they ended up and then they were like you know being cared for and then eventually relocated basically yeah like a terrible heartbreaking stuff. Yeah. I don't think I knew about the Sudanese civil war. Mm-hmm. I think it was came out of their change in there was some sort of like a change of, you know, leadership or something, mm-hmm. right, that happened or it was like their liberation, right, from yeah. some thing. I, I sound like such an idiot like you know that things about stuff stuff whatever whatever the case was that's a fucking long ass civil war dude yeah like i don't know how many years like yeah it's it's heartbreaking i remember that movie man it was just pretty intense but only and it's like, about the civil war it's about the lost boys it's about both oh, so okay. i want to say like maybe the first 20 minutes is showing you what they're going through mm-hmm. how they're getting out of there the, um, how they're they're running as children mm-hmm. how they're seeing like these kids are dying off slowly like they're sh- yeah and and these kids are deciding who's the leader of like four people let's yeah, say yeah, and yeah. who's gonna guide them to wherever they need to go um and then they end up at the refugee camp and at some point they show you what the life is like at the refugee camp yeah. and how they get picked to go to different parts of the world i know because i can only imagine how many didn't make it right and, and not only that though like imagine if your siblings right of four or whatever you are going in separation yeah that happens and that that does get explained and it gets showed in in this movie like so Awful. one of them goes to whatever part of the of the world one go, ends up in chicago one ends up in like some hick farm town mm-hmm. and the, the craziest scene to me that dawned on me was when it's new year's eve Mm-hmm. And they're celebrating New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. but they don't have birthdays because what is time and what I is know. an actual date? Like I know, you know, I, right? Oh my gosh! So they are celebrating New Year's Eve, but also their first birthday. Oh. It's like it was pretty intense. Like when you think about it, like what is time? Oh my god! I know. You know, I know. So that movie, as I'm listening to them, that movie was replaying in my head. Wow. So I was like, oh, I remember this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's yeah, dude. It's like real shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, and to, to, to be honest, like that's pretty much the gist of this whole thing. Like yeah. w- what we just talked about, you know, what Jacob and Nicodemus like tell Ruthie and Peter, like that's that part of the story. That's, you know, yeah. like that's it. And then at the end, they're at the church and Eric's giving a sermon 
where he lays some facts on them, like two million and whatever. Yeah, and then, um, and then sort of just like it's a call and a reminder of like, you know, like just to be grateful for life and people yeah. and whatever. And then, what I love too is like after Eric goes to pick the kids up. And Jacob and Nicodemus have been like keeping them company and yeah. stuff, like on their stoop for a couple hours. And mm-hmm. um, Eric's like, "Can I give you guys anything, please? Like for your trouble or whatever?" And they're like, "No, we're fine. We've got jobs. We can take. Like we don't need anything, you know." Yeah. Like, which it just like broke my heart even more because I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then even Eric's like, "Okay, but still, like, can I do anything for you?" <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he's like, "And I think it's Jacob or somebody is like, just pray for peace, man. <laughs> like, yeah. pray for peace and." all's good and then he quotes jacob eric quotes jacob at the end which i have to believe was like a like like a real jacob quote maybe in his life or whatever where he's like he's like i may be lost but i was never lost in the in the eyes of god yeah which is pretty powerful i'll admit like even if you don't believe or subscribe to like the christian god right like the idea being like Right, like, like you're never truly lost because yeah. obviously he he survived. Like there was there was something in the universe that like kept him alive. You yeah, know? Uh. I know it's yeah rough stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like like all like I'd be lying if I said it didn't like touch me at all. You know, like it's true. And then and then they have that like slideshow at the end of like just a bunch of pictures of these yeah. lost boys. I'm guessing it's the seven. Because it was like the same seven in all yeah. the pictures, so I'm guessing it was like the seven that must have ended up in L.A. or something, right? Yeah, and like living together or whatever. Because because there's also seven in the church in mm-hmm. that scene. It's mm-hmm. not just Jacob and Nicodemus. There's like a group of them. Yeah. So I have to believe like those are truly seven lost boys that like exactly. made it, and maybe Jacob and Nicodemus are the only ones that like spoke English or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they got airtime. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. It was. Yeah, it was, um, I don't know. And that's the crazy thing, too, is it's like, I, I again, I feel so, like, stupid because I've had no clue about any of this stuff until I watched this episode. And I'm like, these, these are real people. They're, like, here. <laughs> you know, like, they're, like, in, our, in my backyard. Like, I want to meet them. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I wish I could. Honestly, if any Lost Boys are listening to this, or or I hate to call them that. You guys have names. I just don't know them. I I love you. But like if anyone's listening to this that like knows how to get in touch with any of them or whatever, just like let us know because I'm interested. Like I'd like to meet some people. Yeah. It could be cool. It would be. <laughs> and then we could get some behind the scenes. <laughs> Selfishly, I'm like, ooh, podcast fodder. <laughs> 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 so okay so let's talk a little bit about what led ruthie and peter to meeting the lost boys ruthie was really bleak about life yeah she's having a full-on existential crisis yeah. in this episode <laughs> we're like in cages all the time it totally reminded me because she starts off by saying like this is our 15 millionth zoot field trip like every year is the same and it reminded me of our trips to the troops of our trips to the green meadows farm we did that like three times but it was good every time oh my god yeah because it was an excuse to get out of school are you kidding me and we got to like milk cows and stuff yeah we did but like i mean it's the same trip like every time it's like yeah I, i get you ruthie like it's gets old but hearing her say, like, you know, we're like in cages too. We go to our room 
everything is thought for us, picking us up at this time, doing homework, eating at this time or blah, blah, blah. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, you have a schedule. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what life is. Yeah. Like, and so and so so she that, that that's the first instance of somebody griping about life. Right. Yeah. She's like, oh, mama, I have no autonomy. I have no sense of what like who I am, like what my life is, because it's all dictated by the yeah. things around me or whatever. And then Peter I have a major problem with Peter in this episode, which funnily enough, I had this realization as I was like writing my thoughts about why I dislike him in this episode. I was like, well, I'm glad the show's weaning me off of him because this is the last episode or the one of that we're going to have him. So I'm like, good, good show. Like make him make me hate him. So I miss him less. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's okay if he disappears. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But. I just have a problem with one, how he's reacting to Ruthie saying all these things, because normally I feel like Peter's the kind of kid that would be thoughtful and be like and reason with her. Yeah, like he would probably not be like, you're right. Right. Like, I don't think that's that that would be his character. But I feel like real Peter would be like, oh, like kind of like like allowing her the opportunity to be that to say those things and like not necessarily agreeing but sort of just being like yeah but like what are we gonna do you know but like here she say like first she goes you know um like sometimes I think we're the animals in the zoo yeah and she, she goes you know what I mean he's like no but I think you're gonna tell me and I'm like Peter <laughs> like really that's Peter? what you're gonna respond to that like it doesn't sound like him you know yeah. and then and then she says all those things and he's like so what's this bus then <laughs> and she's like she's like oh I don't know the meat train taking us to this, be you know slaughter, slaughter or whatever yeah and he's like you're crazy like or something like that I don't know exactly what he says but it's like that's not it doesn't feel like a real Cause, Peter cause reaction because Peter would react like give it give his like two cents on it and then he'd say honey like yeah, you get what i mean exactly he'd be like he'd be like honey let's just go to the zoo and have a good time or you know something like that or say something like honey you got it made <laughs> yeah yeah right something like, along those like, lines to he kind of be like to be like perspective honey you know what i mean yeah. not to be like you're crazy <laughs> like yeah. what i don't know it's just weird I, like it just rubbed me wrong and then the whole after they get left right because ruthie in her like act of rebellion is like we're not gonna get back on the bus when they tell us to we're gonna go get hot dogs Dogs. first because we're hungry and the bus never leaves on time and then sure enough the bus leaves (laughs) without them which pause on that for a second while i explain my thoughts on peter some more like and then peter like again voice of reason like he's just so afraid to get in trouble again that he's like we should get home on our by ourselves like how bro you don't even know how to read a fucking map like what are you doing like which they point out several times seriously you can't read a map they have like what two dollars to their name like what are you thinking and she and he's like he's like well if we run out of money we'll just ask people for a loan and ruthie's like beg are you kidding (laughs) beg (laughs) like they're both just like the blind leading the blind in this yeah. moment. And they just keep getting on the wrong bus and they're after the wrong bus. Which, did you catch 
when they got off the first bus. Oh my god, I, I was died. Like, I was like, home. That's home. <laughs> they got off on the corner of Avocado and Hillhurst. Hillhurst yep, which is a you know not like not by any means a famous street crossing at all in hollywood but it's like right there where there's like a coffee bean mm-hmm. off of screen like to their right and then there's little doms in the back corner what which it wasn't little doms that's then. true like, who knows what it was i, can't I know tell you. la poubelle man oh you're right that is what it was. i would go there all the yeah. fucking time yeah awesome breakfast whenever you want to ditch school yes <laughs> yeah it was pretty close to where our school was yeah (laughs) um anyway so so anyway so they get lost they get lost and then that's when they come across the lost boys and they ask to use a phone i guess right they borrow a cell phone and then you know it goes from there but um yeah, it's just it's just the like these two idiots being idiots, right? Like they're just I like go we're gonna now, do it ourselves. Peter, I'm tired. Yeah, and then Ruthie like is not offering any solutions. Like they're sitting there. She's like, the bus is left. What do we do? Like we need to call somebody. And Aaron and Peter's like, no, let's do it ourselves. And then Ruthie, instead of just being like, no, we're gonna call my parents because duh, yeah. she's like, okay, let's do it ourselves. And and she doesn't know what they're doing either. Like he keeps taking wrong buses, and she's like, oh, we took another wrong bus. Well, what options were you providing, Ruthie? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just like annoying, you know? I don't know. Oh well. Oh well. They learn. Oh, so what was your thing about the bus leaving? Oh yeah, what is up with this negligent fucking school always leaving people behind on buses or off of buses? They pulled the same shit when Luthi and Annie got left behind at the museum. Whatever happened to headcounts, man? Yeah, like how do you just leave two people? Yeah. Such bullshit. And then they call Eric, like the school calls Eric, and they're like, Ruthie and Peter aren't here. No shit, idiots. If you'd done a head count, you would have known that before you left. Like, what the fuck? Who's looking out for these kids? Well, it's not a real school. (laughs) Clearly. Okay, but like, suspension of disbelief. Yeah. I have to believe it's a real school. But like, come on. (laughs) No, I know. So dumb. I love how I'm getting mad at you like you did it. <laughs> I did do it, though. I'm not mad at you. I'm just expressing my incredulity. I'm Brenda Hampton. Talk to you. me. <sighs> Why, yeah. Brenda Hampton? That's actually all. I, like, if I could get two minutes in a room with Brenda Hampton, I'd look at her and be like, why? You, you, you should throw all your notes down, including your pen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My fucking anthology of notes. And be like, explain this right now. (laughs) Explain. No, no, no. It's better if I just look at her and I go, why? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The thought of me like slapping down a bunch of papers just reminded me of The Good Place. Right? I had it in my head too. When Chidi's written like, I don't know how many pages of his Kierkegaard rap. (laughs) And then... And then Eleanor is like, no. He's like, okay, and just dumps the whole thing in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) No. (coughs) Yeah, so good. You must be devastated. (laughs) Yeah, basic. You were devastated right now. (laughs) Such a good show. That show is just phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. Sue, let's talk about. Let's talk about Chandler. Oh, another whiner? Cool. Well, they're all whiners. That's I the know. problem. Wiener. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So Chandler, first of all, Eric has um, agreed to do a lot of um, p- 
picking up of slack yeah. for Chandler yeah. because he's busy with Jeffrey or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then when Chandler makes it back into the office, finally, he's like, Eric's like, yeah, the painter came. He agreed to throw in the wainscoting, whatever. And Chandler's like, he's going to do the wainscoting now? And like, he's all like, <laughs> what? And Eric's like, maybe you don't know what wainscoting is. <laughs> like, <laughs> calm down, you know? Like, it's not that much of an order, like, or whatever. <laughs> like, it's not that tall of an order. And then Chandler's just like, how does anybody do it all, man? Jobs, kids, life. Like, it's just too much, man, yeah. you know? Like, you can't even, like, his head's about to explode with like his how overwhelmed he is and eric's like laughing at him basically because he's like he's like okay calm down bro like you'll be fine and chandler's like no i'm not like it's gonna be bad and then eric's like oh yeah what do i know i just have like a job a house seven kids whatever you know but like anyway so then so then chandler like okay hold on eric has a point Eric has a point about about his his credentials in this moment or in life like uh, credentials I okay. guess uh, okay. yeah no I agree like he does it all like yeah. he can give advice to Chandler but also Chandler just adopted a nine-year-old kid yeah 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 and doesn't even live with him full-time mind yeah you. so the shock should be real yeah and like the abrupt like everything is changing you have to adjust obviously but the whining is kind of valid because you know, he knows what he's walking into, but you'd never know until you're in it. I know. I think the problem, or again, I have to be careful with words I use like problem because it's not a problem to your point. I think the thing is, is Chandler's like complaining and no, Chandler is being like feeling so like, you know, head underwater, like, oh, I can't breathe. And it's like, he's only been doing this for six days. Or yeah. whatever. So it's like, first of all, give yourself a break, like relax. You yeah. know, no one's asking you to do it all right now, you know. Mm-hmm. And also like, you know, just like just like perspective, you know, like mm-hmm. you will get into a routine like eventually your life will become your life all of all the facets of it will fit into pieces or you know fall into place and like we'll be fine like like you know like Chandler is like stupid sometimes because you know in many ways he's this mature guy and like he's a pastor so he's obviously very empathetic and yeah and then and then he like blows up on shit like this so I'm just like can you just relax for a second? Like, yeah. breathe. I know I know you find trouble breathing right now, but just do it anyway. <laughs> like, And is shit talking to Jeffrey about, about homework? Oh, yeah. Well, but see, Jeffrey's trying to, like, test his limits, too, right now. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, I started doing my homework, and then I got tired. tired. Like, bitch, this is your job. And Chandler tells him, like, your job is school. I have my job and your job is school and homework. Yeah. So do it because there's you have no other responsibilities, you know? <laughs> and it's like true because Jeffrey's not like a kid kid either. You know what I mean? No. He's 10 years old. Like he's he's old enough to like understand that this is his responsibility he's right now. He's just being lazy. Yeah, Simple. he's being lazy. Like I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute to register what you just said. Like, when I'm hearing all the things he's complaining about, I'm like, I know I've said that. Like, <laughs> See, and that's the difference, I guess. Like, from, like, my approach to school, I didn't, I never, like, loved school or whatever, but I never had an aversion to doing the work. Like, like I, I would go to class and I would take my notes diligently and then I would come home and I would do my notework 
homework diligently and then I would take my tests diligently like like I don't know like I never I never thought about it like it was just like this is what I do now you know what I mean I don't know I had a short attention span like I would take down notes I was great about it at school homework yeah you want me to put the effort have you lost your mind like it'd be only because I get I was that kid I would get bored and I was lazy well I'll admit that I wasn't a great student yeah I really was no I know because being a good student has nothing to do with like aptitude or any of that it's just it's just about doing the work or whatever my thing though it was it's this weird mental block I had which funnily enough carried itself into college and I and and you might hear what I'm about to say and just be like, well, you, you know, you did that on purpose or are you like, you know, subconsciously, whatever. But I don't, I honestly don't know what it was, but like at the start of a new, you know, school year or in college, like a semester or whatever, yeah. right? Like that first assignment, the first time you go to class and they go now tomorrow, turn in something, right? Yeah. That first assignment in every instance of my life I'd always forget it. <laughs> like, 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 like it would be time for it to be due, and I'd be like, "Fuck, I didn't do it!" <laughs> like every time. <laughs> like I had to get burned to like learn my lesson every fucking time. I'll never forget it. And when the first time it happened in college too, I was like, "Again." <laughs> like, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> again it was just like the worst and like it would happen all the time or like or like in school right we'd have homework like we'd have to do a spelling homework right we have to like spell some words or i don't even know and so that first day back from school i'd 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 inevitably leave my spelling workbook at school right and like Mm -hmm. not be able to do the assignment or whatever i don't know it was just that was just my weird little mental like that that was my rebellion against (laughs) against my innate like desire to do the work i'd be like not today though (laughs) it's still labor day guys i'm not (laughs) yeah dude it was so funny anyway (laughs) um yeah so okay so then he's with jeffrey jeffrey's like i didn't do my homework oh well i guess we're not gonna get ice cream let's go do homework and then they're doing it and jeffrey's like i just don't get it and like and he's like every little thing is like an excuse to like not do the work he'd be like he's like oh this pencil's not sharp enough oh i need a new paper oh i needed it like he's just like trying to like not do the work what a procrastinator. Yeah. And then that's when Chandler yells at him and he's like, this is your job. <laughs> and I, my favorite, though, is he's like, I was looking forward to that ice cream, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not the only one that wanted ice cream today. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would have been heartbroken knowing that I can't get ice cream. No, bitch. I would have gotten to get the ice cream for myself so. and then been like, if you do your homework next time, you'll get ice cream. <laughs> That'll teach him. Mm hmm. But that, see, that's not Chandler, though, because yeah. he is. Chandler's not that guy. Like, he's not he's not ruthless, and he's not, like, a jerk. Yeah. He just... I, I just genuinely don't think he fully grasped the gravity of the situation he was yeah. walking into. He knew mm-hmm. how serious it was, but I don't think he, like, thought about the day-to-day sort of impact on his life yeah. or whatever. No, definitely he didn't think about yeah. it. Yeah. Sue. Yeah, that's you know. them right that's them Basically. and then at the end when when at the end he calls eric to be like i just wanted to say like you're right and like i'm sorry i blew up at you and like thank you for your advice and blah blah blah, blah <laughs> um okay so let's talk about 
Well, okay, I guess we can talk a little bit about Annie in this episode. Annie. Because her stuff sort of stands alone, you know. Yeah. It ties into Lucy's, but peripherally. So, again, at the beginning of this episode, she is slaving away in the kitchen, just, like, chopping and dicing and slicing and... Stew. Making stew. And Eric's, like, over at the table, like, doing something or whatever. And she's... He's working on his sermon. Yeah, that's true. He has, like, 15 notebooks open or whatever. And... To be fair, she is venting. I mean, she's she's saying what she's saying for for attention. You know, she wants a little bit of sympathy from him. She's mm-hmm. like, Stu, it's just four letters. Oh, like, who knew? But it's like so much work and, you know, like so many pieces and the vegetables and the meat and the pork, which that's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> All this stuff. She's just hoping that he might jump in to help. I don't even know that she wants him to help, but I think she I just really wants so. a little bit of acknowledgement. I think I think the worst thing he could have done, which is the thing that he did, yeah. which is to go, what's for dinner tonight? Like, bitch, really? Like, yeah. I've just been talking about stew for five minutes. You didn't even hear me. Mm-hmm. Like, GTFO with that shit. Yeah. And then, and then she's like, and then she like, shaves a carrot at him (laughs) and he's like oh i'm sorry and then he fucking condescendingly because she starts saying like oh do you mind picking up the dry cleaning today and he's like oh i can't i have this and that and da 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 and you know hospital visits and blah 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 and she's she looks at him like okay and he's like let me put it this way job such a small little word if yeah. I was Annie in that moment, I would have fucking punched him. I would have thrown the stew the at him. I would have thrown that stew. I would have thrown the knife at him is what I would have done. Too. I can't believe it, dude. And then at the end of the episode, for her to be like, I love you. I know. It's all good. Like, you're not the one that has to be empathetic and sympathetic towards him right now. He never once says sorry to her. He yeah. says lots of things. He says, I love you. I'm so lucky. We're so blessed. He never once says sorry for the thing that he just said to her. Yep. Like, I can't believe it. My blood is boiling right now. I, 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 I really couldn't stand them as a couple in this episode. <laughs> I couldn't stand it. Because she asks him to pick up the dry cleaning. It's on his way to work. And fuck you, Eric. You have been ha- you've been doing this job of yours for so many years. I know. You're telling me you haven't learned time management? I know. Don't even. So, again, hospital visits, blah blah blah. Like, fuck you. You do that all the time. We we know that this is in yes. your routine and this is in your schedule. Yes, and I'm sorry, but all that Chandler has pawned off on you is meeting with the painter. So, if you can't squeeze in a quick pickup on your way to the office to meet the fucking painter, like you're doing it wrong, dude. Yeah. Like take take a look at yourself. Like Yeah. I just it just make like it would be one thing, okay? I would almost let it slide if he just listed off a bunch of stuff he has to do and then was like, sorry, can't do it. But for then to him to come back around and go, let me put it this way. Job. Such a small little word. Bitch. Like, I can't believe he said that to her, dude. That's the kind of shit you say to someone you hate. Like, that's the kind of passive aggressive shit you do to someone that you genuinely like dislike. That's your fucking wife, dude. I know. Oh my god, I Eric. Had a, I had a lot of issues with this. Like, look at yourself for a second. And for Annie to rip into anybody so easily, I wish you would do it with I Eric know. and things like I this. Know. She never does though. Like it and this is my again, another meta macro problem with this show is exactly this. Like, Eric needs to apologize for his behavior. It just gets 
slept Slept under not not even slept under it's just flat out ignored like it's just it never comes back around she never has the moment of like you know i did a lot of things today no thanks to you it's just she just does it and then and then he gets to come home and be like oh man we're so lucky and blessed and she's like i know like where's your moment annie yeah and when she says i know i'm like but do you how do you know well, she knows because I, she I know she knows. She, but like with every example that we've seen on this fucking show is she Annie just gets is shit the, on and shit the, on and shit Annie's on. Annie's the king, dude. She's she the, really is. She's the th- she's the person that makes this house work. Absolutely. Okay. She is like the, the legitimate head of household. As oh, far yeah. As I'm concerned. What the fuck does Eric know? No, nothing. Nothing. He could not run this house if he if even if he tried, he couldn't do it. How many know. times have we seen it when Annie's been out of town? He like fucking fails. <laughs> like he can't do shit. He like fucking fails. <laughs> he can't do shit. He's useless. Like he's he's not useless in life, but he's useless to the house, to the family. You know what I mean? In the ways that like matter in the family. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It's just annoying. I don't know. And then remind me to come back to that point too, as we talk about Cecilia and Martin, because I have a, I have an interesting take on something that I think you'll enjoy. But um, anyway, so yeah, so Annie like does all that shit and in the end ends up like just like allowing it to have happened to her. Yeah, I whatever. know. It's okay. I love you too. Later. And- later. Like later what? What are you going to fuck? Like what, yeah. like what do you mean later? He do needs you- to apologize now. Are you guys like- going to hash it out in bed? <laughs> like it's so weird. Anyway, um okay so let's actually let you know what let's talk about cecilia and martin because we'll save lucy and kevin and roxanne for the end okay so um so martin and cecilia are walking down the hallway and it becomes very clear that they can't see each other tonight because Mm -hmm. cecilia has work and she can't get out of it and martin basically like basically is like Oh, but yours is not, not yours is like a bullshit job because you work for your dad. So like, just get out of it or whatever. Or like, or like, why do you even have to work for your dad? Like, you could just like not do it, right? Like, it's not fair or whatever. And Cecilia's like, her whole thing is like, no, it's a real job. Like, I can't just like not show up. If I don't show up, I get fired, just like anybody else would. Like, it's yeah. a real job. And Martin's like, blah, blah blah. So then, um, and then, um. Martin and then Cecilia says to him well wh- why is this all on me like why don't you just like ditch practice one of these days you know like yeah. like I don't know I don't ever tell you to like not go to practice you know how to play baseball just don't go to practice yeah. you know don't you see you're being punished because it's your father's company you mean you're being punished yeah I mean no I just why does this have to be on me? Why can't you just call in sick and skip practice? You already know how to play baseball. What do you have to practice? <laughs> funny. Pretty funny. What's funny? That. Saying that because I already know how to play ball, I don't have to practice. That's a funny line, that's all. I didn't know I was so funny. Well, you're not really. Maybe I'll start laughing later when I'm at work by myself. Fucking you tell him. Yeah. I legit like fist pump for Cecilia in this moment. 
again, another condescending asshole. Yeah. You're funny. <laughs> That's her funny line. And she's like, what's funny? <laughs> yeah. And, and then she's like, I didn't know I was so funny. He's like, well, you're not really. Yeah. Oh, my God. You need to shut up now. Martin, shut the fuck up. Zip your lip, dude. Both of them. I mean, yeah, they're both stupid, but like, I'm glad that Cecilia was able to be the one to to, to have her voice in that moment and be like, yeah. excuse me, yeah. <laughs> like, well, what about you? You know? Yeah. So many things that Fucking like... Martin, dude. Like, it's like, first of all, I appreciate the fact that this bitch has integrity, okay? Yes. That she's saying, it's like a job, and I treat it like a job. And It's not even like a, it's a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a real, yeah, it's it's a real thing. Yes, I work for my father. And what? It's his fucking business, you asshole. Yeah. It's a family business. Shut the fuck up. You do not speak. I know. For that shit. I know. So, again... Oh, you're being punished because you don't get to hang out with me? Suck my dick. <laughs> no, and that's why I loved it too when he's like he's like, You're being punished. He's like, You mean you are? Yeah. And he's like, Oh, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> And and you know, I kinda like that she did throw that in his face yeah. about about baseball. Like, oh, you already know how to play the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And him saying that it's funny. Okay, that additional, like, oh, you're funny, real funny. Like that was oh, unnecessary. Yes. But again, if you think so little of her of her work ethic, mm-hmm. then she must think so little of your work ethic when it comes to baseball, when that's your dream. So for her to throw it back in his face, okay, so my work ethic doesn't matter, but guess what? So baseball doesn't matter to me because who gives a shit? You're punishing me by not hanging out with me. Throw that in his face as well. Like, how does... It, yeah right i mean she's she's basically turning the wheels on, or the, the whatever the tables on him and being like okay you think that this job is like a joke or whatever because like i'm just working for my dad and like i could get out of it and like i'm choosing not to or whatever but it's the same thing with you in baseball like like you know how to play you just practice because why yeah right like why like and 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 I think it brings up a really good point too about sort of our general in the in our society like stance on sports and stuff like yeah. we we fucking give so much carte blanche to athletes for the sake of their athleticism mm-hmm. like you know we let their grades slide we make allowances we like we fucking we pay our athletes like like our professional athletes millions of dollars to play a game <laughs> like frankly i'm sorry like it's i don't buy it like you could argue it's just like any other entertainment position why do actors make millions of dollars whatever yeah. i get it but like still um one's an art one is not arguably you know whatever but yeah so she has the opportunity in that moment to just be like okay you think you you think what i do could just be undone because whatever same for you then dude like like i think it's a joke that you have to practice a game you'd play well every day yeah and i mean okay look cecilia's dad's voice kind of bothers me uh, <laughs> oh, here we go but go for it but here but when she's trying to talk to martin on the phone mm-hmm. and i love you whatever and she's like okay i gotta go now and she hangs up beca- there because her dad's there that like that just shows you actually no he shows up is what happened no, no but there's a phone call and then he shows up uh there's a phone no he literally just shows up at the school but and then he's there with her when when talking to her when Cecilia's dad comes in and he's like he's like what's going on here because I don't pay you yeah. to talk to your boyfriend but I think both 
both happened. Maybe. Because okay, I remember her sitting on the floor. That, but that he's talking she, to her. He's he's there when that's happening. No, she's on the phone. Really? Yeah. And she hangs up because she freaks out because she sees her dad. Oh. And, and then like and then she starts working and then he comes in because he got cut off and clearly he doesn't like that. Well, I don't know. But there's only one instance where Cecilia's dad's like, I'm not I'm not paying you to talk to Martin. I'm paying you to do work. Yeah. So do it. And again, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, his voice is annoying, but kind of good on dad. Like so, to, to like no boundaries of like, yeah, I'm your dad. Yeah, right. this is my business. But guess what? You don't get a free ride. Right. And so this is OK. So this is my hot take on Cecilia's dad. <laughs> um. I think it's interesting. It's happened gradually. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even saying it's it's going to keep happening. I don't think it's going to be perpetuated throughout the rest of the series because at some point Cecilia's dad's going to go away. But it's interesting that in the episodes that Cecilia's dad is in, mm-hmm. he serves as the moral compass of the, sh- of the yeah. show. Yeah, he does. Not Eric. No. But him. Mm-hmm. We saw it here. He's the only character who's not whining and complaining who's matter of fact like this is jobs like do it this is your job do it the whole he's uh, the only character not complaining even eric is complaining about how he's overwhelmed and whatever from all the things he's doing he's he's the only one that's not complaining we saw it in the episode with um mac when he helps mac and pam or mac you know get with pam or whatever where he's like oh you see like be the good boy you know like you know Mm -hmm. what to do or even in that same moment when he's like this is why i always liked you martin of all cecilia's boyfriends because of the sir and the whatever like like all of a sudden cecilia's dad is the one who's spouting all the like you know how to be a good person shit yeah and i'm just like oh that's interesting because who the fuck is cecilia's dad yeah it's true since when did i give a fuck about him yeah and like and he's being put in this position where all of a sudden i'm like okay well yeah he makes a good point but like why do i give a shit you know like makes a good point but why is he here yeah why does he get to make the good point you know what i mean um, i don't know it's just an interesting thing i observed i was like but but that being said like you know he's not it's not like he's gonna be in every single episode going forward so no. it's really just like when he's around they allow him to be that like it's yeah. just a weird choice of if he's whatever. gonna have airtime let him have some good airtime by the time yeah, he leaves. yeah which i guess obviously too because like because most other dad characters of peripheral characters yeah. like are not featured as heavily as cecilia's dad has been that's like, true no like you're right i mean we've met other dads and stuff but not like this consistently and like this much ingrained into the well, fabric of when the show. Simon left the show, they had to fill in them gaps. <laughs> well, that's where Martin came in. Well, with Martin and Cecilia, they didn't have to keep Cecilia for another season. That's Damn, true. dude. That's true. She became like the other. She's like, turned into their daughter. Yeah. I mean, no, fully. We like she's the- never not there. She's in the fucking wedding photo of Annie's sister. <laughs> and when since when Cecilia. No, wait. Oh, yeah. When Cecilia gets jealous of the fact that she's not invited to stay at the Camden house when Martin is. Yeah. That ju- yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. And Eric has to be like, yeah, but you have parents. You have <laughs> like, a home. It's like, a good one. I don't I don't get it, Cecilia. Yeah, but it'd still be nice to be asked. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I remember that. That was so bad. Oh, mm-hmm. stupid Cecilia, man. Yeah. So she really is so stupid. 
I can't handle it's her. It's because you just hear her like, you know, bobbing. Well, you don't forget about hearing her. You just watch her bob her head. And like, you know, she does a neck dance she every has, time she's she does, acting. She does neck act a lot. <laughs> so annoying. She, she acts with her neck forward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sticking her chin out and like trying to make you understand. Did you get it? And her hair is like so like quaffed like it's so straightened and like hairsprayed within an inch of its life that like it moves as a whole like you know like like it doesn't move like real hair moves where like you know whatever like it's waves and shit like yeah. her whole head and hair moves as one like it's so annoying i can't wait till this character is gone uh almost he all fucking most better be Okay, so let's get into the fun part of this episode. There's no such thing as a fun part. I think this Lucy stuff is fun. <laughs> I got, I have a lot to say about it. Oh, I'm so curious. <laughs> yeah, go okay. on. So first of all, Kevin and Roxanne walk into the garage apartment and like, Roxanne's wearing this like cute little sweater or whatever and Kevin like immediately starts taking his shirt off because he's home yeah (laughs) and it's like hey babe company asshole (laughs) anyway and Lucy's like what are you guys doing home so early and they're like oh it's a new assignment or it's a new policy they're they're like having beat cops like try different types of positions yeah so we don't get stale or whatever and then Kevin, because because Kevin's changing, right? So he tells Roxanne to like explain it to Lucy or whatever. Yeah. But then Kevin like chimes in from the bedroom. Yeah. And I wrote it down because these words are so too much. He goes, oh, because they're talking about how sometimes, you know, they get like, Stale. they get like, no, they get like fatigued by the yeah. job because, you know, it's like either either people hate you or they need you right now. And, yeah. You know, it can be a lot when you're wearing a uniform and Kevin chimes in. Most uniformed officers feel the same way. It's an unspoken tension we all carry around. <laughs> Who talks like that? Nobody. It's like he's literally reading the brochure. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? It's an unspoken tension we all carry around. What? <laughs> It's just so bizarre. It hit my ears so poorly, like a badly. I was just like, yeah. "What?" Like I had to listen to it twice. Like, I, I did like, too. I, re- I I did. I had was, to replay that. It was like so jarringly the wrong thing to say in that moment. But also, I have another question: Where the fuck is that wall that he's hiding behind? It's their little closet bedroom. Thing. Oh no, it's not their bedroom. Yeah, because be, their bedroom uh, is open. Or it must be like their little closet bathroom section. Because all I'm, I'm like, did they just add a wall to make <laughs> so that it? he could train? Yeah. Yeah. and it won't be weird yeah they probably did um yeah, yeah 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 totally but no because they do have that little there there is a wall there because we've seen them sort of come in and out of it before you know i guess i don't know it, it just cracks it, me it, up. it is it, it's truly like where their bathroom is i feel mm-hmm. like you know and then maybe there's like a little room or who knows but <laughs> yeah so so anyway, so then they go and Lucy is once again immediately jealous of Roxanne because Roxanne's wearing this cute little sweater and when she bends down to like get her phone or something, you barely see her chest. Like it's not even a cleavage. Like you don't see anything. You just like you just realize that her sweatshirt is cut into a V shape or whatever. And I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. When she when she looks at her chest, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Lucy. 
You got bigger boobs, girl. Shut up. Okay, thank you, because two seconds later, I noticed Lucy's boobs. I was like, damn, Lucy is racked. Yeah, stacked. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. She's always had, like, some... You know, yeah, but I think the I think the the, the bone of contention here is the V shape yeah. of her sweater, uh, because Lucy's like, uh, is that is that what you wear undercover? I, I have it in my notes. I was like, why don't you wear a V neck shirt then, <laughs> bitch? Seriously, I have it in my notes because it's ridiculous. Like, if you if you're really like if you're really not gonna be oh my god if you're really gonna be that insecure about yourself and your marriage after all of this time and all the other times you've been insecure about this marriage like if once again you're gonna feel this way then fucking do something about it oh but like, she does well <laughs> so so blah 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 and then she's like have blah, fun blah, blah, blah. and then random roxanne's like thanks and yeah. like walks out and then so they go and their whole assignment is they're gonna be undercover or not even undercover because it's one thing to just be like plain clothes cops they're like on a stakeout legit yeah of this jewelry mart where i guess there's been thief theft yeah. or something so they're just gonna like hang out in their car and like stake it out yeah because that's not conspicuous if yeah, you're really, sitting in the-, the same people in the same car not moving for a however many hours mm-hmm. idiots anyway so so then lucy goes in to the house and she's like complaining to annie mm-hmm. kevin has a special assignment with roxanne tonight and i'm like up to here with schoolwork and now i have all this housework oh mom is this what married life is all about years of laundry and cooking and aggravation and then you die no sometimes there's ironing mom hey okay let's just do a little reality check kevin probably does as much laundry as you do and as for cooking mom laundry and cooking are just figures of speech the point i'm really trying to make is that sometimes it doesn't seem fair me kevin's out there running around with roxanne and here i am little miss support system are you sure you're not just complaining about nothing because what's really bothering you is Kevin and Roxanne running around? That's just a figure of speech. Another figure of speech. This has nothing to do with Roxanne. It's just that I go to school, and that's a full-time job, too. And then I have this other stuff, and and today, I have a theology textbook to read that is as big as my desk. And sometimes I feel like I'm going to explode. Well, don't explode, honey. Oh, you're just feeling overwhelmed. We all feel that way sometimes, okay? It'll pass. She has the perfect voice for a Disney character, Lucy. Lucy? Oh my god, like it almost like she could be in Wreck It Ralph, like playing a mm-hmm. kid. I don't know, like her voice lends itself to it. <laughs> I should have been paying attention she, to the scene, but I, I was lost. She in could her. I mean, yeah, she could have been a voice actress. Okay, so two things stand out to me in this scene. One is how again annie fucking the king of life like you don't think annie's overwhelmed in this exact moment i don't mean i don't don't even mean in general in this exact moment annie's got a fucking stew cooking and she's got the twins and all this shit and ironing and ironing and she's like she's like like listening to lucy and like and like genuinely like being there for her daughter you know what i mean and and secondly i love it because it's it's exactly what you want. Like, it's exactly what Lucy wants in that moment, right? Because it would have been so easy for Lucy to come in and yell and scream, and that's not fair, and my life, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And for Annie, even if she wasn't overwhelmed herself in this moment, right? Even if she's just being Annie, it would have been easy for Annie to just be like, 
calm down, everything's gonna be fine. But she's like legit, like listening, you know, and like trying to like, like, like allow Lucy the opportunity to just like vent, vent right now, yeah. Which is all Lucy wants to do. She like Lucy's not like legitimately complaining because, and that's why she keeps like hedging it by being like, it's just a figure of speech or whatever. Yeah, Lucy's not actually complaining because she knows her life's pretty good. Yeah, but she just well, needs to vent right now, you know, and mm-hmm. she's feeling a little anxious because she's got a lot of things at this moment on her yeah. plate you know and annie's just like i know i know like it's gonna be like she's just like okay and then she offers to do the laundry for her and everything uh, yeah dude and i'm just like fucking annie man yeah. like that this is why annie <laughs> like oh, annie has a theology goals. textbook as big as my desk <laughs> which that's not possible <laughs> that's legitimately not possible you tell me you haven't gone through a page of that <laughs> <laughs> and also she has to read the whole book yeah. now in one, in one, okay. Yeah, that's not how school works. Actually, I've had to read whole books in a week or whatever, like from one class to the next. Like, come, come, having read the book, but it's not a book as big as my desk. It's just a, book. a couple hundred pages or whatever. Um. Anyway. So yeah. So then. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that fucking bitch, <laughs> Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. Like honestly, you're just too much. So then she comes back into the house and she's like, mom, I want to apologize. And Annie's like, oh, that's okay, honey. You're just feeling overwhelmed. And she's like, no, no, not to you. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch. To Kevin. And like steals, not steals, but asks for the pie that Annie's been baking for dessert mm-hmm. to take as a peace offering to Kevin and Roxanne to like show how she's how she's sorry or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, bitch, bake your own pie. I know. Go buy a box of cookies. Like what? Like what? What are you doing right now? Or don't do anything because he's your husband. And if you want to apologize, fucking apologize. Yep. Like what is your problem? It's like so. And this is my like these two relate to each other like they're like they're roommates like they're not a married couple mm-hmm. they're so weird I know like who apologizes to their husband with the pie I don't know it's weird you want to apologize apologize with sex like any normal person <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's just stupid so then she takes this pie and she shows up to where they're staked out and it, at that moment, Kevin and Roxanne are giving each other foot rubs. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even say it with a straight face. Kevin is rubbing Roxanne's feet with the promise that she's going to rub his back later. Yeah. Or like next something, whatever. Ne- next. Yeah. And then Ru- Lucy sees it and like smashes the pie into the windshield and like storms off or whatever. And I was like, you're, you're not smashing that really good pecan pie. I know, that your mom slaved away all day making BTW. Yeah. And then some random guy shows up. Who the fuck was that guy? Wait, what was? He comes, he comes to the window like, what was that? Oh, yeah. Kevin's like, that was my wife. He's like, get out of here. Who Wait, was wh- that guy? Or was that someone like for the stakeout? We like, like is he Monica- one of their bosses or something? Yeah, I, that's what I think. But like, what's he just standing there waiting for them to fuck up? Like, yeah, that's why they're there. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, whose boss comes and watches you do your job? Like, what? This show's ridiculous, man. <laughs> it's so stupid. Okay, so but and I'm sure that pecan pie was delicious too. 
I know. I see. I'm not a big fan. I don't like pecan, pecan pie. I, I especially don't like pecan pie, like that gooey, mushy. Yeah, crap. Ugh, I hate that. You know, it's weird. Like I don't even care for pecan pie, but I love the look of it. If that makes any really sense. the look turns me off even more than the taste. I don't know why the look. <laughs> I've never loved it. It's my mom's favorite pie of life. Like anytime Marie Callender's is doing their like five ninety nine pie, like she'll go pick up something for the rest of us and then a pecan pie for herself. <laughs> like <laughs> she fucking loves pecan pie. And, and none of us like it like no one else in the family likes it except for her it's like ew and she won't make it either like she she's never once in her life made a pecan pie and my mom's like a pretty stellar baker but she won't ever make it interesting she a weirdo um so okay the thing that we didn't quite talk touch on though is prior to lucy showing up and prior to the foot rub actually taking place right mm-hmm. these two are sitting in the car and they're and at first they're like oh this is great like we're out of the routine whatever and then immediately they're like and they do that thing that happens in television and movies where like two people are like trading off sentences yeah to the main theme mm-hmm. right so so roxanne will be like yeah and you know, we get stale. And then Kevin's like, yeah. And I mean, who wants that? And then Roxanne's like, sure. But I mean, my knees hurt. Yeah. My back kind of hurts. Yeah. And I mean, normally we get to walk around. Yeah. And like, that's cooler. Or like, you know, like they're just trading off sentences one at a time. And the thing that bugs me is that when that happens in television and movies, like we're trained, like we're conditioned as audience people. When that happens, it's usually leading on or leading to like a tapering off and an eventual hooking up of the two fucking people. Yeah. And like, we know that's never going to happen with these two. So why do it? And yet they keep playing into this fucking theme. It keeps happening. These two have insane chemistry together. Put them in a car and it's like, you need them to make out. Yeah. And the show keeps doing it. And so then, and then not only do they keep doing that, then they play right into it because then Lucy comes and catches them in the act and then freaks out with jealousy. It's like, but you didn't have to do this to us. Like, you yeah. didn't have to do this at all. Why not just have them be on a stakeout and let it be okay? <laughs> like, who gives a shit? Like, you know what I mean? It's like leaning nowhere. And all it does is just fuel Lucy's, like, complaining fire. And it's just stupid. Ugh, whatever. So then then they come home and they're all, like, mad at each other. And, like, they don't want to eat because Lucy's mad. And then that's it. That's how it ends. That's how it ends. She and then everybody's off. at church and everybody understands their their yeah. blessings in life and that's it. Yeah. That's this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Real good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Real A plus episode, seventh heaven. <sighs> I'm just over it. Yeah, I know. Same. I'm I have season eight fatigue, I'll be honest. Uh, yeah. And I'm like it's just like thank God it's almost over. Yes. We only have one episode of this podcast left because we are combining the two part finale into one. And then season eight will be over. So excited. I mean, we still have to do a recap, but I'd rather do a recap than think about these individual episodes again. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to introduce a new segment called, um, hold on, I wrote it down. Oh, okay. So you know how... I've talked about this before, but it's just like, 
I never really realized that it was just a consistent, like, that's how it's always going to be. Okay. But after the credits, which, by the way, you can skip now. Amazon is just the skip intro button. What, what? Yeah, I saw that. I was like, uh... Dude, best thing that ever happened. Thank you. Is it a me playing ten seconds forward? I know. It just goes straight from to no 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 no, and then it's over. Um. So, but so after the credits, right? There is always at least one and a half to two minutes of like a silent scene. Yeah. Like you know, that's just what they do. Like of course, it'll be some benign act of some mm-hmm. one of the characters or whatever and they're just doing something and it's just no words are spoken for a yes. minute and a half to two minutes so our new segment is what was the two minute silent scene in this episode <laughs> and so in this episode it's eric eating chocolates like a fucking chocolate feed oh dude <laughs> he's at the office and he's working and then he opens a drawer and he takes a chocolate or two and he pops them in his mouth and then he like starts writing and then immediately stops and grabs more chocolates uh-huh. and then starts writing and then stops and then he ends like he's like fuck it and he like dumps the whole bag, bag. of chocolates out in his drawer yeah he's like let's be and real just, like throws like four in his mouth yeah and they're not like tiny little no, bite. they're, they're like not. a big square presumably filled with something gooey i'm like how are you popping four of those in your mouth i was like right this now? is why you you had a heart attack yeah, like seriously dude. and i love how he's like he's like this is my little treat but he has like 10 of them in five seconds yeah like, dude <laughs> so anyway that's the two minute scene for this episode the two minute scene <laughs> we, we should we need to come up with like a better name and like maybe like a little jingle for it <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, any stray observations? Nope. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm done. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Probably okay. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> In my notes, oh, Lucy, you suck. <laughs> she does. I wrote, I wrote, oh, Lord, Lucy, jealousy, really? Again? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she's girl. the worst the worst she um, really is though all right let's rate it <laughs> two thumbs down yeah two thumbs sorry down. not sorry sorry lost boys uh, like that still breaks my heart obviously oh yeah for obvious reasons but um it's just not enough it's not again it's just how they do this shit all the time yeah the whole episode is just a bunch of complainers complaining about like regular shit. Yeah. Which again, once again, leads to nothing. How was this show on for 11 seasons? Like, I don't understand. I really don't. It's I know people so say they have a love for it, but please, please explain it to me. I like I have a love for Annie. That's no, where it here's goes. The thing. People's love for the show. And if I, I mean, I'm guessing. Right. But it's not a love the way that we love shows now like because because now when we think about a show we love right we're thinking like oh it's interesting and it's good consistently and there's like there's like an interesting narrative arc and yeah plot and whatever like that's that to me makes like when when i think about oh shows i love those are those shows that i love the i feel like people that love this show like you just like to watch it like you know what I mean? I guess. Like you must you must just like to watch it because there's nothing there. Like there's no there's no story here. It's just a bunch of episodes. It's just a bunch of series of scenes 
haphazardly thrown together for 44 minutes. Like, and there might be a theme to the episode or whatever, but like, even that, like, most of the times is a bit of a stretch, you know? I mean, I don't. Well, well, if someone would like to explain this to me. Yeah. This is, you know what? We should put a call out. So we're, we're recording a recap soon. So we, you know, obviously send us your emails when you hear this, send us your emails, but we should, if anybody would like to put together like a list of their like top 10 seventh heaven episodes or whatever for us, like, like I'd be interested to see what the consensus is of that or if there even is one you know what i mean like it would be interesting if you got like 10 emails with they were all just different episodes all together or whatever but it would be i'd be curious to see like what which episodes have like spoken to people on like a deep level you know i can i can probably if i thought about it probably point to a couple that i really enjoyed and and i and i could see myself like wanting to watch again maybe (laughs) like that's a stretch Mm -hmm. but like maybe um but yeah i'd be curious so if anybody wants to do that like we'd love to like read that on the air and like see see what that is Mm -hmm. you know we should we should put that on twitter we should put that call out on twitter yeah that would work yeah Okay. Well, okay. as always, guys, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. What if I did the whole thing like that? Oh, oh my god, don't. kill me! People would just be like, "End." Um, <laughs> no, just seriously though, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can follow us on social media at the number four heaven's sake pod or send us an email at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com. And also if you like what you hear here and you're like more, more lady J and T please head on over to <laughs> patreon.com slash the number four heaven's sake pod. And you can subscribe to become a heaven head and you'll get two bonus episodes a month of us doing live commentary on movies that T has seen that I have not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the more we do of those, the more I enjoy them. Like, I, I I take great pleasure in, like, sitting down for a couple hours with my best friend, like, watching a movie and, like, talking the whole time. Like, it's fun for me. So, and and I and I feel like that comes across in the in the podcast. Like, yeah, I think to them. so. Like, just, like, us, for like, sure having the a good time. Yeah. So, you know, if you like to hear two people having fun and like want to join in in on the fun with us, you know, do that. So that's patreon.com slash for heaven's sake pod. That's the number for heaven's sake pod. Mm -hmm. And until next time where we'll be covering the two part finale finale of of season eight. Uh, Bye.